Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. just to say my feelings. Girl, don't cry and tell me nothing's wrong. If you don't know by now, when you hear that music, we always let it play a lecture because I know he loves it. So let's bring on our guy, Brian Munson, HuskerLine.com. Brian, happy Valentine's Day. I appreciate that, guys. I really do. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Did I hear you guys singing along there with Mr. Lewis? Or was that just my ears playing with No, that was me. I've been singing those songs all day long. Girl, don't lie. See? Look at Will's got it. Uh-huh. I know. I'm telling you, that documentary on Huey Lewis and the News is fascinating. Ooh, it, it, was, it was wonderful about how they basically like kidnapped their lead guitarist. I think he was like 20 years old like when he joined the band. So it was, uh, it's really, it, it was a really, really good documentary to, to go check out. I highly recommend it. I can't remember if it was a behind-the-music VH1 thing or if it was mm. where I ended up watching it. But it was, it was great. That sounds awesome. I think you confused Will when you said VH1. I no, I, <laughs> I think I, I think I could confuse anybody that I said, hey, they used to actually play those things on TV, choreographed to some sort of like movie type thing or like lip synced performance. They were called music videos. You yeah. know, you have an MTV that shows more vo- movies now these days than any type of video stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah it's kids these days. They don't, they don't, they don't know. They just don't know. They just don't know. Brian, I have to ask, it's Valentine's Day. Is this a big one for you guys? Do you celebrate it? I always tell the story. I've told it for years now that my wife and I didn't start dating until somewhere around like February 5th, February 6th, depending on who you ask in there. So we don't really celebrate. Yeah, it's foggy. Uh, but we don't really celebrate it. Is this, a, is this one where you you got to make it happen? It typically is. Uh, it's maybe like one of those sore points this year because uh, I am up in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. She is down in Texas. So I am in Kearney this week. I'll be in Lincoln on Saturday. We'll be doing uh, in-state tour leg two with the Lincoln kids on Sunday. Mm. And actually, I'll be Friday. I'll be up in Ainsworth going to check out Carter Nelson play that uh, varsity basketball game on Friday night. So... I am. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm trying to figure out what the best way is to kind of get me out of this jam because it typically is a, a very significant date um, for for my wife and I. Uh, so yeah, I need to figure out what the appropriate the appropriate links are to get her to forget about me being away during during this time this year. Well, I wouldn't think too long. The clock started at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I got to figure it out. But yeah, this is something I got a little bit of forgiveness. We'll figure it out. 
Brian, uh, let's talk about the Super Bowl a couple yeah. nights ago. Yuck. I thought it was great. I thought it was a good game. Hooks is saying yuck for some reason. Yeah, but, uh, uh, Brian, what did you think? Um. Oh, man. Tale of two halves for Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I, I I just felt like, you know, whatever they were, whatever either Kansas City did to adjust or Philly didn't do to adjust uh, really kind of came to a head in the second half. Their Their offense was really – was really kind of pinned down. I, I, I thought. I thought the one thing, and I don't know if I've heard too many people say about, say anything about this, but I, I was really kind of surprised how well KC ran the football at Philadelphia. I think they averaged like almost seven yards a carry, didn't they? Like six point yes. eight. Um, that, that I know they had some long runs. You know, you had uh, the long run at the end with Mahomes, and, and I think Pacheco got loose a couple times. But ultimately, I think that that inability to kind of keep them one-dimensional um, really hurt. And then they obviously couldn't get great pressure. I don't. I think that they were sackless. I think Kansas City only had one sack. So uh, very, very kind of, and I know that obviously you, you got two mobile quarterbacks, you're able to kind of get them to move in the pocket. And obviously they, they, they had a really good plan for Hertz to get him to roll to his left. That's, that's what they, that's what they did. Hertz is going to have to realize, and they're going to make an adjustment going forward. As soon as that pocket starts to do that, um, he's going to have to just tuck it and run it. And they're going to have to figure out a way to kind of get that kind of going over there. Maybe, maybe put the, put the bailout guy out there to the, to the flats to the left and make him a blocker, you know, as you're kind of getting going a little bit. But I, I think that, I thought it was a great game. I know there's some controversy there with the holding call. In my eyes, if the, if the call was there and the, and the player said that he did hold them, uh, I don't have any problem with it. I thought the one thing though that was very, very telling, and it was against Schuster, right? Mm-hmm. Schuster was the one that was being held. He didn't, like, usually those guys will will stop and turn around and, and be, you know, asking the referee, where's the flag? He didn't do that. So I didn't feel like he felt like he was held enough to basically get the call, um, although Mahomes was rejoicing as soon as he saw the flag, the flag fly. So I, I just I understand people being a little bit upset with the way that that game ended. I just felt like you know if it was really truly the call and the kid said that he did hold him, you're you're rolling you're, you're rolling your the dice then you're putting you're putting the power back in the referee's hands and and maybe they haven't called it all game but you know it just takes that one moment to kind of kind of see, let them see it, and uh, and then it's it's up on them to see if they want to call it or not. So, great game. Just uh, just another end a little bit of controversy. Going to be really tough with those mm-hmm. two teams, I think, again next year. Hard hard not to see them both in the picture again. Um, Brian, talk a little Husker football or recruiting. Obviously, we know uh, now there's a big void for everybody. There's no football, but, you know, obviously there's going to be some practice going and spring game's going to happen. And typically you go, all right, man, spring game, we're going to look from the recruiting side, big recruiting weekend. But there's this date, March 24th, out there. This sounds like big-time VIP day. What can you tell us about the 24th, and why is it that day and maybe not the spring game where you see uh, the high flyers come rolling in? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. It's going to be an interesting day there in Lincoln. Um, well, I don't know if I know really why that weekend is, is besides the fact that Dylan Rayola is coming to town, why it is that weekend versus, uh, the April weekend for, for the spring game. I th- I still think you'll have a number of visitors in town for spring game. Um, but I think Nebraska has decided to go ahead and parlay, you know, hosting Rayola that weekend, 
to go ahead and get like more of the elite 2024 group to come down to Lincoln. And I think it's like it's kind of a kind of a twofold thing. Number one, there's some guys in this in that in that group right there that have never been on campus before at Nebraska. Heiberger, Bear, you know, Gatlin Bear from Idaho, Thomas Heiberger from from South Dakota. They've never been to Nebraska. So you're getting a chance to get them on campus, number one. But number two, particularly like when you have Dylan Rayola who's looking around on the weekend and he's seeing these guys like Williams Nwaneri and Grant Bricks and Isaiah McMorris and then, of course, Bear and Heiberger that I've mentioned before. And there's some other guys that are still talking about getting in there, like talking to Carter Nelson's dad last night. They know they're going to get there in March. They, don't, they aren't sure which weekend it's going to be. I'm sure that he has got the 325 weekend as one of the possible, possible dates. There's a running back in Salem, Virginia, that's talking about getting out there, too, who could be Nebraska's number one running back on their board. So I, I feel like what they want to tell Dylan or what want Dylan to kind of see and feel is that he's going to have a huge ripple effect on this class. There's, you know, I kind of mentioned in Tunnel Talk where you could kind of take this snapshot of, like, you know, who out there is considering who, like, right now, like pre, pre-Dylan, you know, Rayola committing to Nebraska, if that's what happened, and then look and see how things ultimately change. And, and I think it will be – I think it's going to – it would be massive. I, I, think, I think that you have a huge come-along effect – uh, when you get a guy like Dylan Rayola to jump into the class, I, I think that there's a there's a um, you know a validation that that's going to happen. And, and the validation, of course, is it goes beyond prior season performances. It really it really is more of a mark of Matt Rule, this current staff, you know, the facilities that are being built, and the you know, the, basically the, the optimism of how, how this program is going to get turned around. So I think that that's, that would be pretty huge. So, yeah, 325, look for a lot of visitors there. We've got some guys up already on the list on, on three at the Husker Online site, but there will be more guys that will be adding to that over the coming weeks. We're talking to Brian Munson with HuskerOnline.com. Yeah, I'm looking at some of those people who are going to be visiting, and I'm looking at guys like uh, Williams. Can you help me? Learning. Thank Learning. you. Thank you very much. And then uh, Isaiah McMorris. Now, I noticed how Kansas is in on both of those guys. And I'm wondering, now with Kansas kind of becoming relevant, you think that's going to be a trend here on us kind of fighting Kansas for some guys? It's going to be. I mean, Nebraska fought Kansas State all all year last year. And Kansas State's going to continue to be a thorn in, in the side of Nebraska when it comes to regional guys. But Nebraska, Nebraska is still sitting well with those guys that are – Kansas City players. Nawarney is a Kansas City player. Andrew Sprague, Kansas City Rockers, right? Um, you're, 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 getting, you're getting still to the point, and, you're, and you've got some guys that you've offered. There's, there's some players, however, that are in the state of, of Kansas that Nebraska doesn't have a great chance with, but you get like DJ Kennedy from Topeka, Kansas, who's like, I don't know, like the top four, top five guys. He's an edge rusher, huge jumbo athlete. He'll get back up to Nebraska sooner before later just because of uh, basketball and other things that are kind of going on with him. But um, I, I, I do feel like Nebraska has a fight on their hands. I think that they have a fight on their hands with Kansas and Kansas State. The resurgence that they had last season is in the minds of these players now that are coming from these areas. Uh, and Nebraska is going to have to have – a positive movement when it comes to their season. 
I don't know if it really would would show much reflectance uh, when it comes to this 2024 group, but Nebraska needs to be looking down the line. And and I think that that's something else I'll be addressing too when it comes to my three and out on Wednesday about looking down the line and the value, of course, that, that happens when you get a Dylan Rayola, what it does to the brand, how it strengthens everything across, and how all of a sudden you're getting a couple more, you know, or some national football games and more prime time than what you ever thought before because people want to see a guy like Rayola taking snaps. So there's there's certainly some things that, that are huge levers uh, when it comes to how things can kind of get going positively or kind of stay the way that they are, you know, the way for this current staff right now in Nebraska. Again, we're talking to Brian Munson on HuskerLine.com. Brian, you know, you're out there and you get to talk to coaches and uh, a lot of these kids. Um, what is the sense? Because I feel like I talked about this, you know, I think we might even talked about this sense of they're comparing this staff, the transparency of Coach Rule. Um, you talk about Kansas. You talk about those, and they're not the bigger markets, but obviously we're fighting. But what's the feeling from the coaches you talk to about this staff? Because I feel like they're just out there. They're not missing a beat. They're not missing talent. And they're just everywhere they go. It's like I, I just feel like it's like, man, here's my cell phone number. Text me anytime you need something. <laughs> you know, I just get that feeling. It's like, and they're just maybe having a cup of Joe. Maybe they're having a beverage. I mean, for I mean, even locally. Matt Rule is like at Starlight Lounge. He's eating here. He's eating there. And it's like, man, these guys are just present and available. Yeah, and you brought up the one case in point that I was going to kind of throw out there with you know Matt Rule last weekend uh, at a at a at a um, dinner and a and a get together, telling all the all the area coaches, call me. I'm, I may not get, I may not answer the phone immediately, but you're going to hear back from me. And and I want to have that kind of. I want to have that kind of relationship with you guys. I want to have that kind of communication. If you feel like you've got something that you need to tell me or ask me or whatever, feel free. Give me a buzz. I That's really putting yourself out there, number yeah. one. But I think that Ed Foley was kind of doing that already for them in January, kind of spreading the news, so to speak, with the 75 high school tour that they did in January. I think it's, I think it's really refreshing. I think it's one of those things, obviously, that, you know, some of those schools maybe have never had a D1 guy, walk-on or otherwise. But Nebraska is there to help them all out because they are high schools in the state of Nebraska. And that's when those coaching clinics, that's when that open line of communication becomes a, becomes a thing. Uh, that's when maybe you start to see some guys that can – Step up and advance and do things. I mean, it's got to be. It's also got to be kind of refreshing for the area high school guys, the guys that have success around here, to see, you know, a guy like Matt Rule taking a guy like Bob Wagger or you know McGuire before that and making him part of their staff when he recognizes their brilliance, when he recognizes their drive, and says, "You're a you're a college guy." You're just at that level right now. We're going to take care of that if that's what you, if that's the kind of move that you want to make. Um, so that's that's where I think things are kind of going, and I think I think it's wonderful with where they're kind of at with wanting to stay in contact with all the coaches around around the state of Nebraska. We're talking to Brian. Did you have something you wanted to no, bring up? God, okay. Yeah, no, you know what I do. Yeah, I want to ask you this because I think it's um, and give me your thoughts because obviously um, you got to hear Coach McGuire talk, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Initially, when you close your eyes, you're going, okay. And he's got honey buns and he's got Pop-Tarts, which were like, 
Made my tummy rumble because I like honey buns. Really good. Uh, but give me your thoughts on him. Man, he's like he's got some talent in the room. He's got a lot of receivers. And uh, just the way he's going about it, because obviously there's kids that want to be here, whether it be Coach Rule or they haven't shied away from being a receiver at Nebraska based on uh, a young coach. No, and that was one of the questions I had for two of the guys in the state that have offers, Isaiah McMorris and Davon Hall. I asked them that same question last week. I said, how, how, much of a, how much of a thing is it when it comes to considering Nebraska when you've got a coach you know, that's like Garrett McGuire that's only you know, seven, eight years older than you are? And in all honesty, doesn't really even kind of enter into their, into their process, into their equation. Uh, in fact, they felt like Coach McGuire may be way more relatable than than, they, than, than other guys could be potentially, uh, but they but they really didn't feel like that they had to had to include his age as some sort of determining factor of whether or not he was qualified to coach at the D one level. They just never felt like that was their say. That was their call. That's going to get in the way of me potentially choosing Nebraska. I, I certainly didn't get that from either one of them. Very well-spoken kid. I think time is going to really be, you know, ultimately his his big friend. I think I think he's got I think he's got some chops. I think he's incredibly professional. I think he's he's got that relatable younger side to him, which is refreshing. Uh, but I think ultimately, how you get into that room, how those guys respect you, how productive that room stays or even takes a step forward. Uh, when it comes to supporting things with how Matt Rule and Coach, you know, and Coach Sat, how they decide to roll the offense out, the role that, of course, that the wide receivers are going to play, um, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch because I think that I think he's obviously got a lot of talent in that room, and I think he's going to get a lot of people and a lot of naysayers or any questions will be answered very very quickly because I think it's a talented room, and that's going to take a lot of a lot of that pressure and that spotlight off of that fact. Well, I hope uh, the next time he talks, he brings everybody honey buns. Because that would be really good. I just can't get it. I just, I, I mean, I, I like the pop tarts. I yeah. did. I like the brown sugar cinnamon man. That sent my kiddos into that too. So that's uh, I'm the biggest kid in my house. So yeah. that's that's fine with me. <laughs> toasted or not toasted? Untoasted. I can't please. do the toasted. No, man. I can't either. To- not untoasted pop tarts, please. Yes, that's me. Yeah, Absolutely. the s'mores are pretty good toasted, but I'm with you. Anyone else, it's yeah. <laughs> Those s'mores, them. that crap didn't exist when Brian and I were growing up. I know, I nope. know. You got two different kinds, and that was about it. And you're lucky if my ear. I was lucky if my mom wanted to spend the extra money for the frosted. Hey, great point, great point. Because if you get that unfrosted, you know it wasn't a very good week around the house. It's like oh, oh crumbly stuff. I did something wrong, or <laughs> it was all- mom was a little. Little cash strap today, couldn't afford that frosting. It was all crumbly, then she got pissed if you got it in her couch. <laughs> yeah, it's got a little bit of an like an exoskeleton with that frosting on there, right? Yeah, it does. So Well uh well Brian, next time we talk to you, it's gonna be next week and we are actually gonna be on a new station. We're gonna be over on KFOR. Uh, a bigger t- audience probably. That's right. Uh, over on KFOR instead of ESPN Lincoln. So we'll talk to you then. Well, we'll have to tighten up our chops, but but congratulations to you guys. I look forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks, Brian, man. Have Thanks, a good morning. We'll talk to you soon. See you guys. Brian Munson, HuskerLink.com right there. Great stuff, man. Great stuff um, from, the, from the recruiting world. So let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll have our send-off ESPN and a daily parlay.